On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. Today is the polling day for what is perhaps the most important election in Europe this year because it's the presidential and parliamentary elections in Turkey where the outgoing president Recep Tayyip Erdogan is looking for re-election after nearly 20 years in power. Not necessarily guaranteed to have things all his own way though. Andrew Wilkes is a freelance journalist based in Ankara and he's with us on the line. Um, Andrew, thanks for talking to us this lunchtime. Um, why is it that uh, President Erdogan may not have things going his own way after 20 years of largely unencumbered power? Well, uh, two main reasons. Um, everyone is obviously aware of the terrible earthquakes that hit Turkey in February and uh, devastated a sizable portion of the country. Um, that's obviously caused a lot of distress um, and a lot of uh, blame has been attached to the government. Um, firstly, because people uh, have criticised the uh, immediate response to the disaster and said that the government wasn't there in, in time, didn't do enough for people and uh, didn't do enough to help you know, find survivors mm. um, and subsequently didn't provide enough basic um, needs such as tents, water, food, clothing. Um, the second reason is, which is uh, a, a lot, uh, been going on for a lot longer, is the uh, economic crisis that Turkey is in more a series of economic crises that have been going on since around uh, the summer of 2018. Um, the Turkish economy is in a very bad state. Um, inflation peaked in October at uh, 85%. It's, it's come 85%. down... percent uh, Indeed, indeed. It's come down um, last month. It was 43%. But those are the official figures. A lot of independent economists... Still put it over a hundred percent. Okay. Um, so this is obviously creating a huge cost of living crisis. Um, people um, are seeing uh, the prices of uh, very you know basic foodstuffs uh, skyrocket. Um, rents are skyrocketing. So um, so yeah, the economy, okay. economic situation is not good. Well, th- let me let me flip the original question then, because I asked what's threatening him now after twenty years in power. But one would imagine that if people are struggling to afford the basic essentials, and if they don't believe the government responded well enough to an earthquake with all the grave consequences that it brought, then I suppose the question really is: Why would President Erdogan have any chance of getting re-elected? That's a very good question. Um, well, as you would expect for a man who's been in power for 20 years, he's, um, he's a very astute politician. Um, and um, in, in recent months, he's been um, making uh, a lot of uh, promises and indeed delivered on, on things like uh, bumping up the minimum wage. I mean, the minimum wage has gone up by about 100% since the beginning of last year. Um, it's also increased wages um, for public workers, for uh, people's pensions. Um, so he's given a lot of weight to the electorate in recent months. Um, and he is, as I say, a very astute politician. He, um, he plays on the divisions in Turkish society. So um, in, in the umpteen rallies he's held over the last month or so, he's, he's portrayed the opposition as um, uh, supporters of terrorism. He's even um, used uh, the L- term LGBT as an insult to um, say the opposition are all supporting rights for LGBT people and they want to destroy the traditional family. So this plays very well to his base. And, um, and 
yes, so he's uh, he is trading in the polls, uh, yeah. which is uh, remarkable. So. Um, briefly, Andrew, um, one tweet which I saw posted by the the Twitter corporate accounts uh, yesterday, which which raised some question. I didn't really know what to make of it. Uh, they said that in response to legal process and to ensure that Twitter remains available to the people of Turkey, they've taken action to restrict access to some content in Turkey today. Evidently, the, the, the implication there is that were the content to allow to stand that they would have to cut off Twitter in Turkey altogether. So what sort yeah. of content's being posted that they legally can't allow to leave up? And is it something which would be bad for Erdogan? Well, well, um, we, we don't know what, uh, what has been um, uh, sort of banned by Twitter um, at the request of the Turkish authorities because they haven't told us which accounts are affected. Um, but generally, uh, so, so they Turkey introduced laws um, that social media companies had to comply with um, a year or two ago, and um, that otherwise they said they would they would basically shut them down in Turkey. Um, so companies like Twitter and Facebook, etc., um, they they have um, taken to complying with uh, the government's request to close down certain accounts. Um, and this seems to be a part of that, and obviously um, aimed at the elections. And I would imagine the accounts that are affected are people who are um, uh, putting forward an opposition point of view. So then when we describe this as being one of the most important elections, if not the most important election in Europe this year, what are the consequences for Turkey and for everyone else? Because it sort of seems like, from what you've outlined, that there's a bit of a crossroads. I mean, as there is with, with every election, but that you have the choice of sticking with Erdogan, who is very astute, but who has played on divisions and who has consolidated power, including evidently enacting laws that require Twitter to take down some content that's critical of him, or possibly electing somebody else to having a different president and a differently constituted parliament, which might perhaps be more liberal in its outlook. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, that would be fair. I mean, um, Erdogan has become an increasingly authoritarian um, leader over the last 10 years. Um, uh, That escalated massively after the 2016 coup attempt against him. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so, so a lot of people are, um, are saying that he is, uh, destroying democracy in Turkey, even though obviously we're having elections today, but, um, attacking the independence of the judiciary and other democratic institutions. Um, and his opponent, a man named Ke- uh, Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, is, uh, promising to restore Turkey to parliamentary democracy, which it was before 2018, um, whereby a parliament would have more control and uh, there would be a prime minister and the president would return to being a uh, largely symbolic figure. Um, so so really in stark terms, it's, it's sort of, uh, if you want to put it in black and white, it's uh, sort of authoritarianism versus more democracy. And uh, and if it were to be more democracy, as you say, might be perspective. Uh, well, first of all, is there any chance of um, Erdogan accepting defeat if that is his fate? And uh, what does it mean then as, as regards Europe for the rest of us? Well, I think, um, I think, I, I mean, Erdogan himself has, has addressed this question um, a couple of days ago when he said, yes, obviously, if the... Uh, if the vote goes against me, I will I will stand down. Um, it's very rare of him to acknowledge the uh, the prospect of uh, defeat, mm. but uh, nonetheless, that's what he said. Um, and in terms of the uh, what an opposition government would mean for for the rest of the world, in particular Europe, um, I think it would be a lot more um, uh, Western looking. Uh, they would 
they there would be an end to this sort of um, I think uh, regular spats that we see between uh, between Turkey and the EU. Um, in terms of Russia, I think uh, what Kalish Darulu has said himself that uh, Turkey would maintain its relationship with Russia because uh, you know it's a very important economic partner. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think basically we would see Turkey as an international actor. Uh, behaving more rationally, if I could put it that way. Interesting stuff. Andrew Wilkes, freelance journalist based in Ankara. Thank you very much for bringing us up to speed on those elections in Turkey today. I believe polling due to close in a few hours' time and then about four hours after that we'll begin to get the first results. So maybe a good idea before we all go to bed tonight as to what is happening in Turkey. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.